This podcast brought to you by Hope 103.2. In Australia, there are currently 50,000 children living in out-of-home care. This week is Foster Care Week, and to be honest, we didn't know much about it. So Duncan and I caught up with Sue Madden, Anglicare's Principal Officer for Foster Care and Adoption, and she shared about the need for carers in our community. Yeah, there's always been a need for foster carers because I think uh, as part of our society, there's always going to be families and children who are facing difficulties. We have a foster care system because we identify that some children need care and protection. And that may only be for a short time in their life, but it is really crucial that there's safe and secure places where they can be cared for in those in those periods. Do you have to have your own kids before you can foster kids? Not at all. I think you bring whatever experience you have acquired in whatever life stage you're at. We have a real diverse range of foster carers from different life stages, cultures uh, and lived experience. But there are some crucial things that I think make a good foster carer. And that would be that they have a heart for children, that they have a, a, a sort of heart of compassion for people in difficulties, but that they also have a certain stability in their own life circumstance and that they're able to um, be available to a child, be flexible enough to be available and responsive to what that child needs. Hmm. I feel like foster care and adoption feel a little like the Montagues and the Capulets, um, is that they're kind of at loggerheads with each other. On one side is adoption, which is, hey, I'm going to take control, I guess, of raising this child for the rest of its life, whereas there always seems to be a bit of a dark cloud looming in the distant horizon maybe with foster care that maybe one day the parents will come and take it back and I'll have formed this attachment and I'll be devastated. Is that how it is? Is that how you see it? Because I feel like there's a very different nature in how we approach foster care here compared to how the US thinks about adoption. Yeah, under... Under New South Wales law, there's two things we're working with, the Care and Protection Act and the Adoption Act. Mm. So children are at the centre of both. But with children who are in foster care, it, it's important that there is planning around what's going to be their permanent options. Where are they going to be stably and securely looked after for their childhood? And for some of those, it's with their kin or with their birth families after a short time in foster care. Mm. But there are some children who cannot go back to family and they get really a long-term order from the court with now with much more emphasis on a view to adoption. So those foster carers can then apply and if they're suitable can be then the adoptive parents. Right. So that's the way of that permanency is achieved for those children but it's all through a lens of openness these children still have to be connected to their family of origin it's not a closed deal it's all open and there's a lot that uh, is put in place to really encourage the continuing relationships with their family with their birth families so i think with with adoption the the big change that happens is that it becomes a final order that cannot be reversed. Mm. This is um, sort of cementing the child in that family, in that Mm. adoptive family, as a full family member. And they do experience a deep sense of being kind of, um, you know, being held, being, you know, a sense of place in that family that can't be then shaken. And that can be a good foundation for kids as they as they get that deeper sense of security a sense of belonging 
but it's important for all kids that they always experience that they are wanted and, and known and loved in their in their settings. That's great. Mm. Now, foster care is such a vital part of community mm. and so important. Um, if people are listening now and maybe they think about, maybe I could become a foster carer, what are the most important things for people to think through before they get in touch with you? I think they'd have to consider what their availability is and what their what arrangements they could make to be there for a child. What are their circumstances um, that would allow them to respond to the needs of a child? Mm-hmm. They would need to have some sort of space in their home. They would need to have an interest in children and an openness to, you know, the uncertainties of, of foster placements. They're, as Kate was saying earlier, they're all different. The, each child comes with a unique story and a unique set of needs. So there needs to be an adaptable Um, approach that they take. Uh, They need to be open to input from the agency and really able to um, take on ideas and develop skills that each child might need from them. Um, Yeah, then then I guess there's a a process of support that they receive from the agency once they're placed with a child. Hmm. So I think there's a, a, a need to be able to partner with an agency and with their worker and really share you know, the good, the bad and the ugly, you know, the ups and downs and to really be open and ready to ask for help when they need it. Fantastic. Well, there you go, anglicare.org.au, this foster care week. If this interests you and you think that's an important thing, I think we all do. Yeah. Uh, but if you've got space in your house and in your heart to, to welcome in some foster kids, make sure you get in touch with Sue and uh, others at Anglicare. Thanks so much for joining us on Hope Breakfast, Sue. Wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> It was great hearing from Sue about the real need, but we wanted to also hear from a carer about what it's like day-to-day as a carer and the impact foster kids can have on your own family. So Kate Page, a local mum, joined us in the studio and shared a bit about the joys and challenges of being a foster carer. My husband and I already have five children of our own and we got to the stage where we said, okay, that's it for us personally, Um, but yet we still had more space to give in terms of our hearts and our homes and that's what a lot of these kids need and here we are today. Five kids already and Mm. then you say I'm going to add a foster care kid on top of that. (laughs) Where's your cape and why aren't you wearing your underpants (laughs) on the outside boss because that's superhero territory right there. Yeah I have a saying that you can sleep when you're dead so um, there's plenty of time in the day to uh, do loads of things and you just got to do it wisely. What do you love about being a foster carer, Kate? It's very rewarding, even though it has its challenges, seeing some of the changes in these kids from regardless of whether they're babies or teenagers that come into our home, it's just so rewarding. Mm. Tell us about some of the challenges uh, on a day-to-day basis of foster caring. Some of the kids that come into our care have extra needs and they can be anything from physical to emotional um, to social and, you know, that can um, affect their schooling, can affect your own lifestyle. Some babies don't sleep, so um, they scream 23 hours of the 24 hours a day mm. um, due to um, health issues. Um, some require physio, so you're at appointments daily. Others uh, need psychiatrist appointments. There's, you know, those daily challenges. Um some are uh, behavioural challenges. However, I think the good outweighs those challenges. Hmm. 
That's how, great. How does this play out with your own kids? Because, you know, my own kids don't have any filter. I mean, do you ever have those moments where it's like, oh, mum, can we get an easy one in next time? Or <laughs> I, I really miss Jane. She was fantastic. Why can't we have her back again? Yeah, my kids are fantastic. Um, they're much better kids for, for being foster um, siblings. Mm. They are supportive. They're caring. They assist in ways that they can um, they're just like another sibling and whether the, the children that come into our care are here for 24 hours or seven months 12 months um, they have an impact on the kids um, vice versa both ways and I think that um, if you ask my kids they just say we wouldn't have it any other way and um, they will make great husbands and wives when they're older because, you know, they know how to care and they know how to go that extra mile. And, yes, they've seen things that they would never have seen if they weren't fostering and they've experienced things that other kids haven't experienced, but they're all for the betterment of, of, of them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I wouldn't take back the experiences that they've had. Is it hard? I imagine you, you build such great relationships with these kids and there must be a bit of heartbreak when you when you uh, have to say goodbye to them after seeing their progress and, and they go somewhere else. Is that is that hard? You do learn to create um, walls or safety barriers for yourself in those times of heartache. Mm. However, I think that, you know, I've done my role as a foster carer, as a, a surrogate mum, I suppose, for that time that they're with us and um, prepared them enough to survive on their new journey. And I think the people out there that say, oh, I could never give them back, you know, unfortunately you do at some stage. They're not yours to keep and the good that comes out of foster care outweighs that heartache. Thanks for listening. Start your day with life words. Subscribe to Hope 1032's free daily email devotional at hope1032.com.au.